We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here on this Friday morning with Todd Zola of Rotowire.com and Masters Ball. Going to be doing our usual two-star pitcher thing. Talk a little pickups, a little bit about pickups. Not a lot going on in the stake league this week. Kind of quiet, as you might expect. But Todd, how are you today? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I thought I was doing well, but I can't talk. So it's no, I'm, I'm doing fine. Doing well. Um, you know, the, I think somebody, whoever was in charge of the May weather and the August weather, I think they switched months. It's, I mean, it's it's bizarre. I mean, it's like, it's the weather is just so, I, I guess we're going to get in New England a bit of a warm snap again, but early August has been like May. That's crazy. That's in New England. Yeah, and here in Wisconsin, it's been... Uh... Pretty muggy. It gets really humid this time of year. So right. <clears throat> trying to butt battle the humidity. I think this is probably our final live stream of the year. Uh, we're going to be focusing pretty heavily on football content. So uh, the last live stream on these Friday mornings. But want to thank everybody who's been with us for these live streams. Yeah, let's make it clear. Comment. We're still doing the podcast. We're oh, talking yeah. about the, the YouTube, etc., where you get to see the two most handsome Rotowire employees together. Yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah, we'll still be doing the pod, of course, through the end of the regular season, probably into the postseason in terms of five days a week. Then uh, they'll be a little bit more spread out throughout the winter. But I do really appreciate the, por- the support, people stopping by to comment uh, and just hang out with us on these live streams. It's been cool. Uh, let's look at the pickups for the Stake League. I know you're not in the Stake League, Todd, but I like to throw these off you. Um, one guy who I didn't see picked up, but I'm a little surprised, is Michael Lorenzen just because the, the back-end situation there in Cincinnati remains up in the air. Maybe that's why nobody was really interested. Uh, you got you got uh, Michael Givens, who got one yesterday, and you still got Heath Hembry. You got uh, Amir Garrett, of course. And then Dylan Floro was actually the top pickup in the stake league, 14 bucks. I, uh, I thought it was going to be Bender. There in Miami, maybe it's more of a timeshare with Floro, but I think Bender is still very much in the mix for saves there. Yeah, so um, as far as Lorenzen goes, I think I, I think most fantasy leagues need a new rule 
we have two fab budgets, one for fab and then one for the Reds closer. And you're only allowed to bid a certain <laughs> amount of money on the Reds closers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Floro is weird because he, he – I'm uh, not weird, but, you know, in, in, you're talking about the prices now. You, people, you know, these – you know, earlier in the year he probably would have gone for four. But we're getting mm-hmm. closer to the end. Desperation sets in. You have you, – you know, you know someone else needs saves. So you have to outbid them. And you, as they say, maybe you – I don't know about the stake league, but I'm assuming you can't take it with you. So, mm-hmm. you know, right. So you, you that's why some of these prices – Maybe a little bit higher, you know, relatively speaking. So Flora got a save on the second and third. So Bender got a save last night, right? So I mean, you sort by weekly saves, and your this league goes Friday to Thursday. He had a couple saves, but like you're saying, you know, Bender now did Bender get the save because Floro had pitched for a couple straight days, you know? But that's what's going to happen. Well, how many times is Miami going to give three saves in four days? That's true. I shouldn't, you know, Very I say weird. that, but you know, that's what happens in baseball. But anyway, yeah, so I think you're right, though. Right. Saves, if there's yeah. what, if there's ten saves rest of the season, it might, it might go seven three six four, but probably in Floro's favor. So yeah, he was never like sniffing the ninth inning there in L.A. for all those years, but kind of he's got like that sidearm, doesn't he have like a sidearm submarine? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I. Uh, I mean, not really all that surprising given his career numbers to see him climb the ladder there in Miami, but just uh, never really had the chance in L.A. to to work back-end innings. Right. Uh, Josh Rojas was picked up. I, I dropped him, actually, this league a couple weeks ago. Maybe that was not smart because um, he's starting a rehab assignment, so Josh Rojas should be back somewhat soon for Arizona. It'll be interesting to see where he plays, how they work out their playing time. I mean, he was playing so well. Previously, but now that Kettle Marte's back, um, and, although since Rojas went out, they did trade away Eduardo Escobar, so they'll probably find a spot for him. Yeah. What it probably means, Josh Van Meter will probably lose some of the playing time he's getting. And, yeah, uh, I think they want to see what they have in Rojas. No, and, for sure, for yeah, sure. He was playing pretty well early on, then he kind of hit the hit the skids a little bit, but yeah, yeah. overall, a pretty decent year for him. Oh yeah, for sure. But I, I mean, I don't think anybody's counting on Van Meter. But we'll we'll probably see Van Meter lose some playing time. Jack Hager's been playing some, a bit as well. So uh, I guess the bigger, the biggest question will be with this extra player back because Kendall Marte can play some second base. How much playing time will Dalton Varsho lose? Uh, yeah, hopefully not a lot because he's been. But that's, that's only you know there's 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 not a DH. Someone if Rojas is back, someone has to lose playing time, right? So it, it's pro- right now it looks to be Varsho. So we'll see, maybe, we'll see how that yeah. fleshes out. Yeah, uh, Van Meter too. Yeah, but yeah, maybe Varsho takes a hit. Rafael Ortega was uh, an eight dollar pickup. He had that three homer game on Sunday. It was a big pickup in a lot of leagues then. Yeah, still available here with for eight. I didn't get him in any in any NFBC leagues, but I am in the Rafael Ortega business in the FSGA league. I got him for a little speed, hopefully uh, playing time. My outfield's been a little thin all year, so nice. uh, I did get any. I did get at least one share. Maybe I got another one. But uh, did you get in the Rafael Ortega business last week? Um, I love this thing on the site where you can call up the name and all the leagues you've got linked. I got him in the TGFBI. Oh, nice. 
So I um I think I've been up to third. I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna get any higher than third place, but I've been jostling between third and sixth. Uh, in the overall? No, oh, shoot, no. Oh, okay. Um in my yeah, league. Yeah, I'm not actually, even close. I'm, I'm... Uh draft cheat, Pete. Pete uh is in my league and he's been he's in competing for the overall. And I'm nice. selfishly hoping for uh for draft cheat to win because that will make three straight years the overall champion has come from my league. Oh, that's uh, crazy. You know, uh Kevin so Kevin, Kevin was in my league last me. year. So oh, I didn't uh, know that. That's pretty that cool. would be kinda of, I mean, it, it, that's kinda of like, you know, hitting for the cycle. I mean, it's kinda of, like who cares, you know? I mean, yeah. it just sounds good, but it would be kind of cool to say that the. Uh, of course, we'd have to deal with draft cheat winning, but I, I guess that would be okay. <laughs> I know he plays the Twitter heel kind of, but he's been a supporter of the show, so yeah, yeah. Uh, props to draft cheat on his great run this year. Um, let's look at some other pickups here, Todd. Uh, let's see. Well, Edward Oliveris, your boy. Still out it's there. Edward Oliveira season, my friend. Four homers yeah, in like eight games. He seems like every time I look up on Twitter, Edward Oliveira is doing something. And we kind of talked about him very briefly at the end of our MLB Network radio show. I said, hey, Todd, I know you've been a fan all season. And maybe <laughs> it's finally time he gets this prolonged look. And it does seem like uh, they're finally turning him loose. But, you know, in typical fashion, right? Um, what was the reason that I was into Oliveris was cheap speed. And what is he doing? He's pounding the ball out of the ballpark. So, I mean, I'm <laughs> well, not he's taking got one bag since he came up. Ooh, he's up. Has, well, it's hard to steal. It's got, you know, hard to steal when you're doing your home run trot. Yeah. Three but, homers um, in four games since he came yeah, back. Yeah. No, I mean, he I was uh, right. And it's four, it's four homers since the third. I mean, it's four. Yeah. He had one, one, uh, pinch hitting. So four homers in those last six starts. And like I said, five, yeah, no, yeah, five, four homers last five starts. But, um, yeah, I mean, playing times everything. I think he will, you know, eventually, you know, some of these home runs will turn into singles, you know, and he'll run a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a matter of playing time. And I, at this point, he's now replacing Jared Dyson. Ooh. So, uh, I'd like to see him get some playing time the rest of the year. And he's, I mean, he's young enough. He could be part of a competitive, you know, Royals team, I think. I think, mm-hmm. I think this is why they, they need to take a look at him because they do have a, a few other people uh, coming up through the system. Kyle Isbell kind of flamed out, but I don't know if he's a you know a bust for good. I just think he was a little bit ahead of himself this year. Um, so what I'm seeing, I don't know what kind of jump around, I'm seeing uh, maybe James talked about him. I'm seeing Nick Prado picked up in a lot of – Otno is particular, but in a couple places. Oh. Is, he, is he close to coming up or is he just – Hitting so well, people want him in dynasty formats. Well, I think he and Bobby Witt, like kind of together, got bumped up to AAA a few weeks back. And uh, I imagine I haven't really seen, but I'd imagine if he's getting picked up, he must be crushing at AAA. He, but, yeah, crushing, uh, not really crushing, but still, you know, twenty-two. He's, he's, I think it's, you know, you know how it is sometimes when a name comes into vogue, um, especially when it's in a rotowire out in a league. That uh, you know, it's it's kind of a dynasty format, so that's probably what it was. I just I was just unaware um, of, of what he's been doing. I've been so caught up trying to catch up with the major league doing goings on in the past two weeks. I've missed a couple of those uh, happening. So anyway, oh, yeah. you can be you can be forgiven for that. Todd, you've got <laughs> plenty going on. Yeah, he's not doing. Oh, well, he's got an OPS over. 900 at AAA. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Adenu is like a long-term dynasty format. 
Right. And though in those he definitely should be rostered. I know he's climbed up James's uh, prospect list. And speaking of James, he picked up Alex Colome for six. And Alex Colome kind of is the embodiment of the twin season. Like he brought in, had some hopes, <laughs> but it was it was over for him early in that role, and the twin season was over early. But now that they've cleaned house, it does look like Colome. Well, Taylor Rogers too out for the year probably. So it does look like Colme will get another chance to maybe recoup some value. Because um, he probably, I imagine he just signed a one year deal, didn't he? Let me see here. Uh, one year, yeah. 5.5 million. Yeah. That's a mutual lot of money. option. Mutual option, one year, 5 million. So yeah, he'll, he'll be on the open market again this year. But um, and saves may be hard to come by, but this is like you said, people getting having money to spend, burning a hole in their pocket, and needing some saves. Uh, I, I kind of get him going for six. Sure. I, I mean, I'm glad it's end. not me. And, you know, <laughs> James needs to do what he needs to do. But, uh, man, uh, yeah, Colome is playing with fire, isn't he? Yeah, and by comparison, Tyler Clippard went for six, Matt Whistler for six. So uh, people needing their saves and going digging around. I do like Whistler, but, man, that's a hard situation to figure out. It always is with Tampa Bay, but especially now, like, I have no idea. <laughs> a lot of lot of bids for six there. What do I always say? Bid three or seven. I like that. Yeah. Seriously, I I I have done the work on tell orders in labor for years doing their reports. And I I you know, I'd line up the bids, and there were just so many bids ending in zero and one and ending in five and six. So mm-hmm. I would always go three and seven because there were a few twos in there just because of the they hear me talking. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't need to go eight, seven, seven works, but I'll always end bids in three and seven. Plus, they're my, I don't want to say my lucky, well, they're kind of my lucky numbers. So, or, you know, 10, 10 you know, 13, 23, uh, 17, 27. I've got birthdays and things like that all on those dates. So, yeah. So, everybody should bid on my lucky numbers. Hey, that's good. It's good to have a process <laughs> that you stick to. And a uh, a method to your madness. I I'm like uh, Charlie Sheen and Apocalypse Now, where I don't see any method at all because there's really no <laughs> method to my bidding. I just whatever sounds right at the time, I put it in, and I come back a few hours later, I tweak it. <laughs> a very inexact science. Let's see here. Jesus Lazardo picked up now with Miami, of course. You uh. Interested in tempting fate there with Lazardo, or do you need to see more before you buy back in? Um, I guess I don't know. It depends upon what else is out there. I know the stake league is not a keeper league. I'm still obviously very interested in long term. He did pitch five innings. He didn't pitch great, but he pitched five innings and going to win over the Mets. So that's probably what the impetus. You know, people. Well, if he's going to go five innings, I'm, I want him. But uh, again, you know, three runs, uh, home run, three walks, five Ks. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't a great start, but it got the win over the Mets. Um, so, eh, I mean, again, it depends upon – I haven't heard a whole lot of starting pitching that you've named so far. So, guessing there's not a whole lot of starting pitching available. No, there really isn't. Like Reed Detmers? Yeah. Um, that's where we're at in terms of starting pitchers. Maybe Luis Gill? But uh, Detmers really struggled against the A's last weekend. So, yeah, yeah, starting pitching seems really especially hard to come by right now. And I know some people on Twitter talking about it wins over these final two months. I know we don't have expanded rosters where there will be, like, 
10 bullpen changes on each side every game, but uh, it does seem like wins are going to be increasingly hard to come by. Yeah, well, they already are, and I yeah, I think they yes, they probably will, especially when we don't know. Maybe we will begin to know, but right now we don't know when Craig Council is going to decide to piggyback some of his guys to reduce innings. He's already done it once with Peralta, Freddie Peralta, and he says he's going to continue to do it. Didn't really make it clear if it was going to be with uh, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. It just sounded like maybe a couple more times with Peralta. We just we don't know, and so not only. Are there just weird things happening with the staff? And we're going to talk about two-star pitching. And uh, there's a couple of interesting uh, injured guys coming back, which is, but you know, that's going to be occurring as well. So it's uh, not only is going to be tough to get the wins, it's going to be tough to try to figure out who's starting the pat the, the final six weeks. Yeah, totally. It's uh, it's going to be a crapshoot and just a guessing game. But one other starting pitcher who just returned. Stephen Brault, I kind of had hopes for him. I grabbed him in a couple very early drafts and holds. Right. He's been hurt all year with that lat injury. But four innings in his debut, kind of a microcosm of what we'll probably see a lot in, in baseball, uh, especially these final two months, a lot of four-inning outings. But uh, I do kind of like Brault. He's kind of sneaky. And uh, there was another yeah. name I had. I forget what it was, but the starting pitching is very tough to find. Oh, I mentioned Luis Gill. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, there were some some gifs or gifs or gifs of him pitching. There's some of his stuff that was interesting. Uh, David Garcia is really really struggling on the farm, so Gill kind of got the call over him. And Gill's going to start Sunday, which doesn't put him up for two starts the following week. But uh, it, it's interesting. Tonight, the uh, the Yankees are going with. Your old friend, I believe, Wendy Wandy Peralta. Wasn't he on mm-hmm. one of your old teams at some point? Wasn't he on everybody's old team at some point? <laughs> he was on every team, yeah. Yeah. As a uh, this isn't the Detroit guy. This is uh from the NL. He's gonna be an opener. But that's that's you know, the Yankees who are closing in on the Red Sox for the wild card have to use Wandy Peralta in a bullpen game. That's just, I mean, I'm not saying that's not a knock against the Yankees. That's like as as you say, microcosm, good word, microcosm mm-hmm. of the season. Eliezer Hernandez getting pretty close too. I want to throw his yeah. name out there. Aaron Quinn, who's leading the stake league, got him on the cheap a zero dollar ad, and that's pretty stinky. Uh, next rehab star was it looks like yesterday at AAA. So, and you guys don't have to like in Tout Wars and Labor, we're required to start the pitchers that we pick in foul or players we pick in foul. You're not required, right? There's a there's a reserve no. list, so you can yeah. you can stash. Excellent. Yeah, you can just put them right right on the bench. I have. Caber Ruiz on the bench. I thought maybe he'd get the call, but uh, it's still time. Triple A, yeah, it's still still time. You know, it's, it's I mean, oh, this is time. It's getting close time for the Zola column about this. This is the time of year we need to start looking at what Triple A teams are close to the playoffs. Because mm, teams call, like yeah. yeah, teams like to leave their star players often, not always. But a team like Miami, you know, they they sometimes getting. I don't know if Miami's close to the playoffs, but they like to get their players' playoff experience at whatever level. So sometimes, if you're waiting for someone to be called up, it, it may be delayed to let them get the playoff experience. Now, like you said, though, Clay, there's no roster expansion, so this is the first year of that. Last year, remember, it was supposed to happen last year, but with COVID. So it'll be interesting to see will teams still call up prospects and and DFA. 
you know, the Josh Reddicks. I know he was, you know, he was just DFA from Arizona, but that equivalent on some other teams, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it really will be. By the way, I looked up what Eliezer did yesterday. It was four innings uh, for Jacksonville, but uh, only one hit allowed over four scoreless, five strikeouts, zero walks. So that's not maybe, bad. maybe needs another start. Maybe not. I mean, he's he's right on the, the doorstep there, Eliezer Hernandez. So definitely got to to not forget about if you have. Uh, I still think we're gonna see. Cabrera, I still think we're gonna see Edward Cabrera by the end of the year. Yeah, he's another good one. Actually, Aaron backed Eliezer Hernandez up with Edward Cabrera. So that's a smart go. move. All right, we will get to the two star pitchers for next week's uh, for next week momentarily. But first, let's sort of a quick word from our sponsor. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And now we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Clayling here with Todd Zola. Time to dig into next week's two-star pitchers. Very tentative, as we always say. We throw that caveat out every week, but uh, especially over these final two months, it's going to be uh, – it'll apply all that much more to uh, what we're doing here. Zero to five scale, if you're unfamiliar. Zero means we're not starting him in any league. Five means if you have five leagues, we're turning him loose. And these correlate with Todd's rankings. So anybody – what isn't it top 20 in your weekly pitcher rankings for you, Todd, is a, is a five. 
Yeah. And then for every 20 from then on, it goes down. Gradually. And in full disclosure, I have not, I usually try to run them before and get a rough idea. Um, I have been doing some other work today and have not. So I am like you, I am working blind. If I, if we say something in the podcast and it's huge difference with the uh, rankings when they're posted, well, that's what the discussion comment section is for. Ask me mm. to justify, clarify, and I'll be more than happy to. Absolutely. And yeah, check out Todd's weekly pitcher rankings closer to first pitch on Monday for an updated, better idea. Yeah, they'll post Saturday first yep. time, and then they'll get Sunday morning update, uh, su- Sunday night update. So, first two star pitcher to grade for next week, Zach Gallen lining up for two. Uh, fell short of a quality start, but he's really, you know, lately he's been pitching pretty deep into outings. He's gone at least five and two thirds and three of his last four. Uh, missing bats. He's given up some homers, but and I don't want to declare him fully back after he's dealt with like three different injuries this year. But at San Francisco versus San Diego, pretty nice two step for Gallon. Maybe it's time for him to get his second win of the year. Good God, he's one in six. That's amazing. Was his um, last six decisions? I spread out over different yeah. starts, but I'm gonna give Gallon a. F- I'm going to give him a four. Yeah, that's kind of where I am at. I'll bet he finishes somewhere between 17 and 23, uh, just because you can't uh, – I mean, you you mentioned they're nice parks. Even without Tatis, it's still a tough offense. And San Francisco just, man, if you're waiting for the shoe to fall, keep waiting. It ain't happening. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give him a four like you. but I mean, he's a five pitcher, but he's going to get a four because of what's happened all year long, injuries, et cetera. Drew Smiley, kind of a tough guy to grade for this week, for me anyway, versus Cincinnati at Washington. Um, you know, I was really not in on him at all in draft season. He's been pretty much what I expected performance-wise. Uh, he's also missed a little time. So I, I just – I'm not trying to take a lap on him. I'm just trying to figure out if there's <laughs> something something there that – any, like, silver linings, anything positive to see, and I just don't really see it. There was, but he's kind of taken that away since the break. I mean, he's three straight, four inning out. I mean, he was pitching at least five innings, like six six starts in a row, and uh, no more than three runs a game. But he's not going deep into games anymore. Um, and I don't know if it's pitch, pitch, pitch efficiency or just getting in a little bit of trouble and getting lifted. So I don't hate the matchups. I'm not going to give him a zero. But – I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think you can go any. I know you can't go higher than three, so I'm jostling between one and two at this point. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go two because I think he's still capable of going five innings. He just hasn't, and that Washington matchup's just too, too good to ignore. Yeah, I'll go two as well for Smiley. No, I'm embarrassed right, to say. A fun one. Yeah, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say I actually added Harvey. In TGFBI, uh, I, I won that thing once. Amazing. And now I'm picking up <laughs> how, how the mighty have fallen. Now I'm picking up Matt Harvey. Uh, and, uh, he was just like down my waterfall of players, and I somehow ended up with him for a buck. And I, I think I started him too, and then he got rocked. So classic uh, poor timing, picking up a guy who's on a hot streak, and then he just turns back into a pumpkin. Versus Detroit at Boston, I'll maybe give him a one just because I have to uh, – justify having him on a roster. Well, right? First of all, like based upon some of the rockings that have occurred this year, two runs in four innings is like a zit. 
<laughs> I didn't you know, realize it was that it's a, bad. It's a, it's it was zit, like, oh, a knee issue is why he left. It's, so it's like, a zit on a on a date night, you know. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just saying, rel- relative to some of the other stuff that's gone. All right, only and after he just gone three straight scoreless. Yeah, hours. right, right. I'm just telling. Giolito yeah. almost became a verb the other night. He managed to throw a couple innings of uh, to escape and to escape verge, verb territory. Um, Gomber became a verb again. You know these things yeah. are happening. Anyway, um, tell you, you who's know not I mean, a verb anymore he, is Castillo. Luis that Castillo. is correct. He never he, really became a verb, but he's been great. That's right. Yeah. All right. So I mean, Harvey with Detroit and Boston. I don't think he's not. A, he's not a categorical zero anymore. But I'm not. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to start him. If someone wants to, you know, two starts, I'm desperate. I can see it. I'm going to give him a one. But it, it's not going to be. I'm. I'm not going to be the one starting him. Yeah, I'll probably drop him honestly. But I got him a one. You know what? The injury too is is something that I mean. We're not. We're assuming he's good to go by Tuesday. But who knows? Now the Red Sox looks like they're getting sail back, mm-hmm. right? What what's happening with them? By the way, what they just seem to. It's, to it's fall called base. It's it's called baseball. Yeah. Up and down. Regression to the mean. Yeah. When you're yeah, well, for, actually, part of it is that it's more than just flow. They're you know their run differential, et cetera. You know their Pythag. They were playing over their heads. The Red Sox were mm-hmm. playing over their heads, and there's some regression here. Um, but you know how baseball is when 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 the team you root for is on a downspin, at the same time their main competitors are on an upspin. It's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. at some point it reverses and it's just what happens in between, you know, when both teams are just going three and one, two and three, you know, three mm-hmm. out of four, you know, two, you know, uh, so I'm, you know, I, yeah, of course I'm concerned as a Red Sox fan. I'm not liking what I'm seeing, but you know, they they'll come out at some point and win seven of nine and everything else will be fine again. It's just, you know, where you are after one sixty two. Uh you mentioned sale. Um, we, we, we shall see. Right now, we are assuming that Garrett Richards stays in the rotation and Tanner Houck doesn't replace him. Houck is being called up for the doubleheader That's on right. Saturday. So, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, we, especially because we're talking about the following weekend, we have to make our best guess. Uh, we're not, you know, Martin Perez and Garrett Richards. Neither of them could be long for the rotation once Sale is back and once Houck. Uh, depending on how he does. I mean, Martin Perez was doing the job as a number five for a while, but he's been horrible lately. Yeah, that was my big concern with that coming in was the starting pitching, and they overperformed early, and now it does seem like this was inevitable. We'll see if they can weather this storm, but getting Sale back will be big. Sale will be making one more AAA rehab start on Saturday. And let's not expect eight innings of – you know, three run ball with eight strikeouts from sale either. You know, let's, no. let's keep our expectations in check. There's no two star pitching for those worrying about for that. At least, for, at least for now, uh, Eduardo yeah. Rodriguez could pick up a second start depending upon how, how things flush out. Um, you know, but the first is against Tampa, so that's important. If you think he's going to get a second against Baltimore, he's pre- he may he may be started in certain leagues. We may have more clarification by, by Sunday, but as of now, that's a tough decision. One game against Tampa, you know, I can, I can see sitting him versus if he gets a second start against Baltimore. Yeah. So with sales starting Saturday, that'd be, you know, Thursday would be the earliest day he could come back on normal rest. And that is when we have him projected to right. debut. So 
Uh, yeah, maybe if if they do move Richards to the bullpen or something, Erod will get that second start. But it'd be something to watch for uh, for sure. Yeah. And the yeah, sale. I mean, I don't know if you. That's kind of tough. Do you turn him loose next week? I guess since he's made five rehab starts, they yeah. Part of one the you know part of one of the reasons that he's made so many rehab starts is the so that he's stretched out enough that I'm not going to say he can go nine, but it's not one of those three and run. You know, people saying why he's pitching so well. Why isn't he in the major league team right now? Uh, you know, they've already got enough bullpen eating up starters. They don't want another one. So yeah, you can expect at least five if he's pitching well. It's home against Tampa. That's a tough matchup. Um, so, but I would if if, if you, I'd let him go. I'd, I'd let him loose. You know, part of it's I FOMO. Too, yeah. Part of it's FOMO. Part of it is, um, you know, who else? I mean, as we just talked about, who else? You, you start and read Detmers. You know, <laughs> who else he is starting? <laughs> yeah, true. I I'm surprised. Maybe he was. He must have been already rostered, but. Dalton Jeffrey is another name that we didn't mention with pickups, yeah. but I, I think he's starting Sunday maybe. Um, hopefully he pitches well enough to stick around in the rotation. Yeah, he outdueled out Detmers last week or earlier yeah. in the week. I picked him up in tout head-to-head, so I, yep. I'm hoping he makes a start this week. Yep. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm taking a zero in that spot all week. Uh, for the Cubs, Jake Arrieta, he's a zero for me. But Alec Mills versus Milwaukee at Miami. I think I'd drop, I'd drop Harvey for him in TGFBI if I can. I don't doubt he's still out there, but I'm going to give Mills a two. Agree. So okay, do you agree on zero for Arietta? Ah, uh, how can you not? He's been he's yeah. been towards the bottom of my rankings overall. No, Grant he had yeah. one start in Colorado, but yeah, it, he's. Uh, I don't want to say it's sad to see because I mean he had a nice peak of his career. I mean, it's not like we're watching, you know, Ferguson Jenkins. I mean, I'm dating myself here. <laughs> go go out and just be kind of kind of cruddy towards the end of a wonderful career. But um, it, you know, he's uh, he's just collecting. I don't want to say collecting a paycheck because that's me. That that implies something more than what I'm trying to say about him as a person. Mm-hmm. But um, it just uh, all right. Let's just move on because I'm going to have my foot in my mouth soon. Well, that happens to me <laughs> quite a bit. So I, I feel yeah, for just, you. Basically, he's not very good, but major league pitching, there isn't. You know, that's just what it is. So he continues yeah. to pitch. Yeah, they, the Cubs need somebody to take the ball every fifth day. So yep, you're gonna eat some innings. I mean, it's something I'm insulting him, which I'm not. I mean, no, <laughs> no, insult the, the baseball. Rickets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned right. Luis Castillo because I saw him down the list here, and I yeah, I mean it's just been fun to see him rebound, um, and good to see them actually have like a competent shortstop with the emergence of Kyle Farmer. I mean, this guy, he's solid. now hitting second, right? He's yeah, well crushing. Yeah, I mean, Castellanos back. I think he moved down the other night. Yeah, okay, yes, night. yes, but he didn't move back at ninth. I think he's fifth or sixth. Yeah. yeah, now so we keep you know saying, well, Castillo's not getting the strikeouts. Well, guess what? Castillo's getting the strikeouts again, right? 32 mm-hmm. in the last 25 innings. So this is the Castillo we expected. Unfortunately, uh, you, you eat a lot of the previous, uh, you know, three months in order to get it. Yeah, and he was really let down by the, the team around him, some blown leads. I saw the other day that I think Tyler Malley leads baseball 
with eight blown wins by his bullpen this year, and then Castillo's right behind him with six. So Malley's actually had uh, worse luck with his teammates behind him. Uh, so with Castillo at Cleveland, at Philly, I'm going to give him a four. Then Sonny Gray is at Atlanta at Philly. So that's a little tougher, but I'm still going to give Sonny a four as well. Um, I forgot. Did we say Castillo five? Did we just assume that? I said Castillo four, but you got a five on the week? Yeah, I have a five. But at this point, five. I have a five on that. Okay. Um, yeah, Gray, I mean, I'm almost tempted to, you know, all right, I'm going to go four. I still he's still he's still missing bats. He's just there's he, there's a little something something. I haven't watched a ton of his work, so I I can't you know pass the eye test. But it looks like he, maybe he's just not putting guys away when he used to put them away before. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't seem as dominant. Yeah, so I'm going to go four. I am I am going to go four, but uh, if I have him, usually oh, I have Sonny Gray going. I have to worry about it. Now I'm a you know little bit. Little bit concerned about you know I got to check to see what, especially that Atlanta start. I'm gonna I know without Acuna, but who cares? They're hitting. I'm gonna be a little nervous about yeah, that Acuna in start. Atlanta. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's weird. Man. So that Cincinnati Cleveland is that a, that must be a makeup, right? Is it? I makeup? think that's a makeup. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, be. yeah. I mean, Cleveland is hitting a little bit. They're not. You know, it's, it is. You're right. It is a much better matchup for Castillo at Cleveland versus at Atlanta, which is pr- pretty much. What, well, one of the reasons I go five, but anyway. Now, JC Mejia, I feel like he pops up on the list all the time. He's just always a zero. So always <laughs> it down. So but I can use my joke again. What joke was, was that for me? He's pitching a lot better as Gene Carlos. <laughs> I, that true. joke, um, as I said in the XFL draft the other night, that that joke has run its course. Might want to retire that. <laughs> exactly. uh, but no, that was it, that popped me pretty good. Um, at least one one of the times you used it. Um, <laughs> Tristan McKenzie, seven innings most recently, three earned runs, didn't get the win, took the loss, but um, he's got upside, but he's also got that downside that we've seen. He's got a six spot, recently a five spot. He's given up, it looks like, seven homers his last four outings. I don't know if I can trust him, but if I'm going to give Matt Harvey a one, I'll give Tristan McKenzie a one. Yeah, McKenzie's walks – have been I'm not going to say under control, but they under better control than they were earlier in the season. Which you know you mentioned the you figure the home runs and eh, they they come and they go. You can't you can no longer say Detroit's a cakewalk. That's um, true. They, they have so scored in, in July. They led, they led the league in runs per game. I don't really? know how it's oh. heading into December. Uh, well, I know they just laid a whooping on the Red Sox two out of three, including the last one where they shellacked them. Uh, you know they'll they'll come you know they'll come back down to earth. Um, I don't know what you said, but I'm going to go two, and I I'm curious to see where my sheet puts it. I said one, but all right, I got you down for two on McKenzie. Yeah, that's why I think it may be high. What about John Gray? He's on the road for two uh, at Houston at San Francisco. Not very easy, although you know I used to always view SF as a nice matchup. Not oh. so much anymore. Are you watching um, any of their games? I mean, just you know, not after, really. the, after the Reds are done, just it's just amazing. Um, you know, who's he? Well, he's yeah. hitting a home run. That's who he is. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they they built uh, that contender so quickly. Well, they did Tip of the cap. It just, it just, it, well, it. I don't know that they built it. I just think it just everybody's. 
Kapler, believe it or not, he, he's doing a good job putting play people in the right position to succeed, and they're coming through. Like you know, even without Wade and yeah, w- without Belt and Longoria, who are both playing really well, mm-hmm. the the people have stepped up and replaced him. Belt's back now, Brandon Belt. Curious to see what goes on there. I'm also curious to see with the Brewers what happens when Vogelbeck comes back because Roddy Telez is uh, showing us the power stroke again. But different, you know, this is two start. We'll worry about that for now. But um, yeah, the the Giants are no longer and you keep waiting. All right, to Playing the Padres, they lose two out of three and it's over. Well, they didn't. They won two out of three. Here's the Dodgers. They, you know, Dodgers, you know, take three out of four and, you know, finally take the division. Uh, San Francisco takes three out of four. They're, they're passing all the tests. Yeah, so I'm going to give, I mean, given that these are on the road, but it's, it's kind of tough opponents, I'm going to give John Gray a three. What say you on John Gray? He's been pitching all right lately. A couple six-inning stints, including one against the Padres. I I want I'm gonna I'm gonna say three, but if it shows up as a four, because looking at these starters are not very good. Mm-hmm. So relative to the field, he may turn out to be a four, but I'm gonna say three. Nice. Okay. And Lucas Giolito at Minnesota versus the Yankees. I'm gonna give him a five. That's a little been a little bit of a frustrating season, but it's I still think he's one of the best in the game. <clears throat> Um, oh. I wish. Uh, well, he's up to three nine eight. I thought he was he was around three five for a while. Um, he was three seven and entering, so a little bit higher than I thought. I'm gonna go five as well. You know, it's Kansas City was just one of those games, right? Three home runs, oh. it happens. So I, I think yeah. this is one of those games. Yeah, it's been disappointing, but it's so hard to pitch at the big level. He's, really, gonna, he's, he's weathered the storm, okay. And he's probably going to end up with a three seven five, which is what we expected. Mm-hmm. We, you know, some of us th- kind of hoped he would get a three 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 four and take the next step. Or am I confusing him with Barrios? I'm confusing him with Barrios. Well, I've, never, I've, never I've, mind. No, Giolito. we expected yeah, Giolito. Yeah. was the first rounder. He was supposed yeah. to be around three point Yeah, he was. I was really optimistic, and I took yeah, I'm him sorry. I'm, at the I'm end of the first him. round in a few leagues, and I mean it's. I do give him credit because he's bounced back to a pretty good extent, but on that team, you wish he had a few more wins and yeah, you wish no, he could just sure. be a little bit more consistent, but that's just the, the ebbs and flows of the game. Yeah. I mean, I know you, you picked him and I didn't do as many leagues towards the end as you did. And I'm not, I, so I can't say that I would not have done the same thing. I wasn't in the same scenario, but watching other people elevate Giolito to the first, I thought that was kind of scary. I just didn't think he, I just I thought that was just more of a you know uh, getting caught in the vortex of the NFBC type drafting, and I thought it was a mistake. So, but it, yeah. other players that I thought the same of crushed. So, I mean, I don't want to you know just like you said, I'm not I'm not lapping here. It was just um, I, I I don't know. I don't yeah, that like was pushing. a little rich. I I kind of got caught up in the hype a little bit. I admit that, but I also could have taken Christian Yelich or Cody Bellinger. Yeah, like I really said, I mean, I was, too you know, you know, listen, I'm not having a great year. So all my decisions were the best. So and kind of just weird. How many, how and, many and, uh, and, landmines there were at the back. end. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I would have, what I would have said at the time was I would have passed on Giolito and taken Louis Castillo instead. Mm. So, you know, <laughs> that that you know, so just you know, it's a hard game. You know, I would have been right and wrong, or wrong and right, depending on how you want to look at it. 
How do you anyway. feel about Casey Mize at Baltimore versus Cleveland? He's not a five for me yet, but I think he's I mean, given given these matchups, I think I'm gonna give Casey Mize a four. Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a, a three pitcher with four matchups. So we're gonna go uh we're gonna go with the four there. And he's pitching length the last two games, he's given some length. So I think he's not striking a lot of guys out. All right, I'm gonna go back to a three because he's not striking guys out. You're going three on Mize? Yeah, just because of the uh, the strikeouts count. Okay, yeah, I got you down here. We got to pause momentarily. I'll just bring you a few words from our sponsors. If I can uh, get these up here. All right, so take care of a little business here from our friends uh, at WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions, and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcasts. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 in your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner. For Rotowire's fantasy podcasts. And also keep in mind, NFL is back on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has over $100,000 guaranteed for NFL week one. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact in the game. Sign up today and get a free six month Rotowire subscription. Here's how to claim your free Rotowire subscription. Visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And then finally, play in your first paid contest and receive that free six-month Rotowire subscription. So, Todd, as we continue on here, two-star pitchers. Looks like the Houston Astros have five games only, so no two-star starters for them. What about for Kansas City? It looks like tentatively we have tentatively we have Carlos Hernandez in there. He has three wins already. Youngster. Going to say, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's only made four starts. Uh, looks like most of his appearances have come bullpen, but he's gone six and five in his most recent outing. So pretty well stretched out. I guess I should be in the Car- uh, Carlos Hernandez market this weekend. I think I'm going to yeah. say versus New York versus St. Louis. I think I'm going to give him a three. And those, you know, those two starts were against the White Sox: ten strikeouts, three walks, and eleven innings. Not not bad at all. Scattering just six hits in eleven frames. Yeah, um, I'm going to go. Well, first of all, he's the he's the best pickup so far, right? It could be available. The best pickup. I would say so. Yeah. Unless, um, yeah, I'd say it's so. Unless obviously like sales out there. Somebody. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I'm still gonna go to uh, just a little unproven, but I mean, I'm still I'm pick, he like I said if I'm if I need a two start pitcher this week, 
at least what I've seen so far, he's my he's leading the waterfall. Yeah, I did not expect to uh, see him going so deep recently. That's that definitely widens the appeal for him. Now with the Angels, no two start starters for them, and for the Dodgers, Max Scherzer's an easy five. Good to see him hit the ground running with his new team. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't seem uh, phased at all, did he? With the fans <laughs> and anything else, he just seemed to be eating it up. Yeah, just stepped right in and was dominant. Zach Thompson for Miami. Uh, your number is pretty darn good. Wow. I did not realize Zach Thompson's having such a nice run. But uh, only four innings is the most recent outing, two earned runs. But overall, a 2-5-3 ERA, one ten whip, and nine starts. 43 so guess, K, yeah. yeah. The 43 Ks is, in, is okay. I mean, obviously it's okay. 42 and two-thirds. 16 walks isn't terrible, isn't great. Three homers allowed. That's the key. Mm-hmm. And you take a look at his minor league history, and there's it, it, been it's been kind of up and down as far as homers allowed. So I mean, even earlier this year in Jacksonville, four homers in 15 innings—that's a lot. And the year before, 15 in trip, uh, 2019. So I think there's some regression coming, but there's a lot of built-in wiggle room. I mean, hits there's this home run and hit regression. But the strikeout to walk ratio should soften it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, oh, wow. I just didn't realize. He was, yeah. I mean, he's probably not out there in the mini leagues now. But if yeah. he's out there, yeah, at San Diego without Tatis and at the, the Cubs without everybody, um, <laughs> good lord. Then uh, on the Rafael Ortega leading off. Jeez, mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm probably going to say three for Thompson, but I don't love it. Okay, yeah, I'm going to give him a three as well. Uh, that regression monster will be coming, but as you said, may soft, maybe softened a little bit that blow that's coming. Uh, now, no two-star starters from Milwaukee, at least projected right now. And then for Minnesota, Charlie Barnes. He sounds like a WCW Saturday Night Jobber. Like, it just sounds like <laughs> random. Have you ever won a match? I've never <laughs> lost a match. <laughs> just sounds like a generic, like made up guy. But um, 0 and 2, 6 2, 3 RA. Don't know much about him. And so I'm not going to pl- dance with the devil. I don't know. And so yeah, I'm going to give him his arm. Yeah. He's done, you know, 25 yielder triple A, 54 Ks, 23 walks, and 63 and two thirds innings. So it's not you what know, you want. You're, you know, you're, you, you ran into a couple at Detroit, at Cincinnati. No, I, I'm not I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. Now, Carlos Carrasco versus Washington versus the Dodgers. Washington's a great matchup. Second one, not as much. Um I'm trying to see how, how deep did he go? He's only gone he four was, and he four went into the fifth. Right. Okay. So not as stretched out as you may like, but possibility of going five isn't off the table by any means. So I'm gonna give Carlos good to see him back. I'm gonna give him a four. I'm gonna Actually, go, I'm going to give him a three because he's not I'm going three. Yet. I'm okay. going three. I uh, hate to just change on a whim, but, yeah, four seemed a little aggressive the second it came out of my mouth. Jamison mm-hmm. Tyone at Kansas City versus the Whites – or, no, at the White Sox. So, at Casey at the White Sox. Um, you know, Tyone's recovered pretty nicely, so I'm going to give him, I think, a four, actually. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna give Carrasco a three, Tyon, I think it should be. 
Yeah, that last 10 Ks against the Orioles. Um I'm in that range. I'm in that. Do I want to go all the way up to a four um, relative to the field? I'll bet you. All right. So if, if, if 39 is a four, he, yeah, I'll go four. I'll bet he ends up in like a 39 range. Nice. Okay. So let's look at uh, Frankie Montas, man. He's been on a pretty nice run here. Mr. Since, July 8th. Since July 8th, he has a, Two five six ERA one oh one whip over his last thirty-one and two thirds innings, forty-five to six K to walk, only two homers in that span. So he's suddenly found it again. And I, I think I, at Cleveland at Texas, that's a, I think a five, honestly. Yeah, it's a, I may be misspeaking. I'm I'm doing some research for a piece. I think it's a splitter that he's been throwing more again, Mr. Mm-hmm. Splitty. Mm-hmm. Um in, in, in since the you know, since the break or whatever it's been. Uh, doubled usage of it. I, it may be a different pitch. So if I'm, you're on Twitter, and want to correct me? I think it's a splitter. But yeah, he's in the five. Look at those matchups: Cleveland and Texas. I don't know if it gets any better than that in today's game. Yeah, he's suddenly just back at a, the top of his game. So Frankie, uh, good for him. He, you know, this that's the game for you. Sometimes these guys find it for stretches, and they're just brilliant after uh, really struggling earlier. Now, Chase Anderson, I can't see any scenario where I'd start him, so that's a zero for me. I thought that was the case in general. I don't know why the Phillies are finding scenarios to start him. They're almost yeah. – we're not there yet, but we're getting closer to seeing the first – I mean, the so you're so – why do you hate the Mets? I'm just making a joke. Um, we're getting close to seeing the first place Philly. I'm not making a joke. I'm just pointing out the Phillies catching up. Yeah, maybe the first place Braves before long. They're over 500 for the first time all year. Yeah. Uh, Steven Brault mentioned him. He actually does sign up for two, so it'd be versus St. Louis versus Milwaukee. Hard to know what you're getting there with him coming back, but uh, I'll give him a two, Steven. Yeah, Brault. and he he's right up he's right up there. Uh, now I forget who we were talking. Zach is not Zach Thompson. Who uh, Carlos Hernandez? That's oh. interesting. You know, who do you have higher in your on your waterfall, Bralter, Bralter Hernandez. I, right now, that I'm leaning Hernandez, but it is pretty close. Yeah, I'm leaning Hernandez yeah. just because he's cut loose a little more. Yeah, no, I, I can I can see that. Uh, the St. Louis offense is not very good. It's at Pittsburgh, which is a good thing. The second game, Milwaukee's dangerous, but again, it's at Pittsburgh. So uh, yeah, I agree. Hernandez a little higher than Bralt, but if I need two starts, I'm not. You know, Bralt is on the list for sure. Yeah, then Joe Musgrove, I think, is a five, right? Yep. Locked in every week. Those are nice matchups. Yeah, they are. All right. So we're getting up to the end of our list here. Logan Gilbert's been pretty good. I know he had a little bit of a hiccup. I think it was yesterday. But versus Texas versus Toronto, that second one isn't so nice. But I think I'm going to give Logan Gilbert a three. I'm a yeah. I, I don't want to say Gilbert fan, but I've been impressed with Gilbert. Me too. Uh, I'll give him a three. It wouldn't be wouldn't shock me if it edges up over that, but um, I'm going to give him a three. Yeah, Kevin Gossman's an every week five. Is so. he? Didn't wasn't he hurt or COVID or something? Oh, is he coming? Oh, paternity. Never mind. No, it was the paternity. Never. I, I know I had to take him out. Mm-hmm. It was paternity. Never mind. Good. Good for him. Good. Yeah. Congrats to Kevin Gossman. <laughs> Uh, no two-star starters for St. Louis, it looks like. And then Tampa Bay, Luis Patino, if he's out there, he's probably the top pickup 
in any leagues where he's available. I mean, he's been really impressive. I in my head, I hear if he's out there, he's probably gone, which you know, kind of dumb. Uh, or that's what I, I, I actually expected you to say he's probably gone, and you said he's out there. So in my head, I juxtaposed. I said him. if he's out there. But yeah, yeah, I know, I, I know. Mean, but in my head, you're saying he's probably gone. Um, yeah, yeah I, he he had for a while. I was kind of hesitant, but. He's given length, and I like to see that. And I, you don't love the Boston start. They're gonna, they are gonna begin to hit it. Red Sox Nation, they are gonna hit again, but they're not hitting right now. Um, so yeah, I don't remember what you said, but I'm probably, geez, oh, am I gonna go four? I think I'm gonna I go can't, four. Personally. I can't go four yet. I have to go three. All right. Yeah, he flashed his upside with that. Yeah. Out, yeah. but I mean, he hasn't. You know, overall, he's had his ups and downs as you'd expect. So, all right, I got you down to three for Luis yeah. Patino. All right, I think we're down to our final four teams here, final three teams. So, Colby Allard at Seattle versus Oakland, pretty good matchups. Uh, hard to trust him though, so I think I'm going to go two for Colby. Yeah, again, we no longer could just categorically. Yeah, we can't categorize. He's not striking anybody out, which is why I'm going to also agree with the one. But I think he is somebody to – well, he's only 23, so this isn't exactly – this is not podcast of the year analysis, but um, I thought he was older than 23. There's, you know, obviously room for growth. I like what Texas is doing with their pitchers. Yeah, it looks like uh, Spencer Howard, you know, probably just making one next week, but he is uh... – on a pretty short sure. hook, it looks like. So he only went two and a third on August fifth. So yeah, man, they still got to roll Fultonevich out there, huh? Oh, oh, yeah. I get that they are probably they're just playing it super safe with Howard after the injuries he's dealt with in recent years. Now for Toronto, we have Mats, but it could very well be Ross Stripling who gets that second one because they're both having right. Tuesday part of a doubleheader. Right we'll now, if they go time. with a. If they go with a six-man rotation, I don't. Has Toronto s- said they're going six-man? I don't know. Yeah, they haven't had an opportunity. You know, we haven't seen a whole lot of opportunities because they've had a couple double headers. But um, right, it, it could be Stripling getting that second one, uh, or it could be Stripling with a bullpen. Maybe they could be pitching for the rotation spot in that double header. Who knows? Yeah, it's kind of like a doubleheader, like face-off to see who, you know, who comes out of it with that that rotation spot. Yeah. It's like a one-day battle for yeah. that spot. But Stripling yesterday against Cleveland, six innings, six scoreless innings. Yeah, kind of had a bounce back, huh? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Six K, one walk. You just, you know, I mean, I know we talk about it, but until I mean, until you look at the chart and see Manoa, Ray, Barrios, Rio, Rio. That's a they're they're there. That's a mm-hmm. heck of a, a heck of a rotation. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Manoa. He had oh, really yeah. only one bad outing. And yeah, his first one. Everybody's oh. off the bandwagon, right? Well, he had a great first one. Oh, that's right, right, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because he went into Yankee Stadium and it was just awesome. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, uh, had a little bit of a step back, but overall. 2470 RA from Manoa. He's been great. So Matt's again very tentative. Could be stripling. I actually like stripling a little more. So for Matt's, I'm going to give him a two. Uh, maybe that's a little yeah. low, but don't hate the matchups at LA at Seattle. A couple of good pitching parks. I'll, I'll agree. I'll go with a two. Then finally, Paulo Espino. I you know, he hasn't been that bad, but 34. Just a journeyman who 
I gave up six in his most recent. So that's that's reason enough for me to go zero. Yeah, the 49 strikeouts in 66 innings is yeah. kind of with you. Although he did go in a bit of a strikeout binge, 12 and 10 and a third with Baltimore and the Cubs. But uh, I'm going to – you know what? Am I going to – Am I going to sneak in there with a one just because I can see? I'm going to go one just because I can see it. This is more of the old-fashioned one, not the rankings one. Mm. This is the the old one where if I had him in five leagues, I'll bet there's one time that I need to use him as a – I need double starts. Yeah, you so, can see one Yeah, I, he, he may end up ranked out of the top 100, but I, it, it, as I, you know, I kind of tweeted about this, um, rankings – rankings are a framework you then have to apply context to any sort of rankings team needs you know ratio versus strikeouts etc uh even and i i say this i usually write tweet like that after i get a question that kind of frustrates me and you know i saw your pitching rankings and it says i should start this guy over that guy but i need k's more than any this do you agree well that's yeah, that's 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 the point of the rankings. Now mm-hmm. you apply your context and and if, if and use your your judgment, you know, based upon what you need. It's just some kind of framework to as a jumping off point. But anyway, so let's recap the grades for the week of August 9th, twenty twenty one. Then we'll get out of here. Zach Gallon four, Drew Smiley two, Matt Harvey one, Jake Arietta zero. Alec Mills, two. Luis Castillo, I say four. Todd, five. Sonny Gray, four. J.C. Mejia, zero. Tristan McKenzie, I say one. Todd, two. John Gray, three. Lucas Giolito, five. Casey Mize, I say four. Todd, three. Carlos Hernandez, I say three. Todd, two. Max Scherzer, five. Zach Thompson, three. Charlie Barnes, zero. Carlos Carrasco, three. Jameson Tyone, four. Frankie Montas, five. Chase Anderson, zero. Stephen Brault, two. Joe Musgrove, five. Logan Gilbert, three. Kevin Gaussman, five. Luis Patino, I say four. Todd, three. Colby Allard, one. Stephen Matz, two. And finally, Paulo Espino, I say zero. Todd, one. Todd, anything else on your mind today before we sign off? Oh, I got work to do, man. <laughs> But we'll I'm let you in. get to that. Nah, I, just, I, just, I appreciate your time. No, I've just been. It was my segue. I'm doing the forecaster for Tristan Cockcroft this week oh, on nice. ESPN. So uh, if you're a lot of it's actually doubling up work with. Uh, it's kind of similar to what I do for us with the weekly pitching and hitting ranking. So kind of getting a head start, but uh, it's kind of fun. I like. I like it's it's the same way with with some of the stuff on RotoWire with, with people going away. It's nice to be able to fill in for people on vacation again. Yeah, that's good to be able to you know? take vacation again. Yeah, and uh, knock on wood, people go, "What are you doing?" Well, I took a, I took a few days to the Cape, and uh, barring anything unforeseen, I'll be you know first pitches will be my uh, yeah. my vacay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going and seeing my brother and niece and nephew next month. So I'll be taking a little trip in September. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, Todd and I will be back tomorrow on MLB Network Radio live from 7 to 8 Eastern. 7 to 8, right. You can join us um, either live or with the SXM app. We'd appreciate it. Otherwise, we'll catch you next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast sponsored by WinBet. 
Try RotoWire today, free for 10 days. Get our premium tools, rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. 